0: Yeah, I think he's pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit, uh, left in the... Okay, don't know what it's like. Okay? okay. Stand, right. Stand right? Stand right? Damn, I think he's pulling the wrong one. Hi! Welcome to the podcast. This is how, how it's, it's going to start. start. <laughs> Of the podcast, this is how it's gonna start. My name is Kevin Tip- Tipcorn, also known as Jason Pepperhouse, also known as any name you want to call me, as long as you call me the name that you you decided on initially, originally. I was about to combine initially with originally, and it was gonna be such a great word, but I don't. It just it couldn't find its legs. Okay, this is it. This is live to tape, also known as live to tape, also known as live the tap, the uh, the taping zone, the wind tunnel expression. It's the wind. It's the wind tunnel. How many of you have ever been in a wind tunnel? I never have. I've been in like what I could call a wind tunnel because it was in a tunnel and it was so windy. But imagine the chance to get to go to an actual wind tunnel. They're like, yeah, we just we generate wind here to see how things react to the wind. I would I would love to get involved in something like that. If you've got an idea of a wind tunnel, and if you've got a wind tunnel that you're working on, and you want me to come and test it out, give me a call. Okay. Call me up, email the podcast, live to tape podcast at gmail.com, live to tape podcast at gmail.com, not Tom. Also, this is the executive buffet, in case you didn't know. It's where daddy puts his hands on the branch after he's driving his big red truck. And uh, it's all these things and more, whatever you want it to be. Engage with it, support it, melt into it rate review and subscribe and also you can check us out on patreon it's patreon.com slash live to tape that's patreon.com slash live to tape you get access to all the old stuff when you jump into the infinity pool that actually isn't an infinity because it's we don't we don't do that here okay we don't do farmhouse sinks and we don't do infinity pools get with it great episode for you here today an old friend of mine i've known for a long time an amazing comedian. We've actually, I mean, I don't even know. We've just been friends through County for so long. It's one of those things where I don't even know how we met. But um, I can tell you, she introduced me to ASMR over a nice Jamaican dinner in Toronto some 10 years ago or something like that. That's the first time I heard about that. And who knew? Always ahead of the curve. Super hilarious. She has an amazing podcast herself. Here she is, Emily... Heller,
1: hi. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having oh my gosh. me. Gosh, you
0: have a little. I just noticed you have one of those little uh, foam uh, sound deflectors in front of yeah, you.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's going to do anything. I think it I probably think I, is. I might as well use it.
0: I don't know why I don't have one of those. How long have you had that?
1: You know, I bought a lot of soundproofing equipment oh, early did? on in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> did you get a bunch of, like bunch of sheetrock and like some uh, <laughs> some big pieces of wool?
1: I converted this like room divider to be mm-hmm. like a booth. Like, I oh. reversed the hinges on it and I had attached a bunch of like egg foam to it. But then it just became like, you know, it used to fold up neatly and now it's just like this giant cylinder that I have to store. Nice. I don't even know where I put it. I think it's in storage, but yeah. Um, but it works. Yeah. Does it work? It works. I'm not using it now. I think it works.
0: <laughs> Damn, that's. I need to do something like that. I don't know. I never. I never really dialed in uh, a sound thing during the pandemic for some reason. I just never. I mean, I, I would do this thing. Oh God, it's so embarrassing now that you just you just reminded me the depths of my depravity. <laughs> was at some point I was doing some voiceover stuff in this same room here, which used to be an office, and now we're switching to the other. We're swapping bedroom sort of thing. But um, I had like. You know, good 15 to 20 flannel shirts hung up throughout the room.
1: <laughs> it looked like that's uh, totally fine to yeah. me. That makes total sense. Sure, but they're like on
0: hangers, hanging on the blinds, and some are on like the the rim of the molding on the door. Just the most precarious, shitty setup, and uh, and putting taking is- it down and everything. <laughs>
1: When you presented that as like the depths of your depravity, I really thought you were going to describe like building yourself a masturbation chamber for the pandemic. <laughs> that so this just sounds totally great in comparison. Okay,
0: I mean I did.
1: God, that's I,
0: I should have thought of that actually. I, should have. I mean I'm surprised I didn't think that. That's a great word, masturbation chamber, or something where it's yeah, uh,
1: just some sort of like isolation booth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. nice little uh a little wank closet a wank closet (laughs) yeah damn these are are all really good uh really good descriptions of something i've never even i guess i kind of had one but not it wasn't dedicated it wasn't like a dedicated thing
1: (laughs) you used it for other stuff yeah multi-purpose
0: space yeah what else did you what else did you do in there (laughs) i don't know i'm trying to think it was the story mainly storage it was storage yeah storage for sin (laughs)
1: Just full of drugs and, drugs and you shame. Know, embezzled goods. Right. Yeah.
0: Have you ever embezzled anything?
1: Um, no, but I used to steal from right. Long's, from Long's drugs when I worked there.
0: When was this? How long ago? I
1: was in college, like sophomore year of college. So I was like, you know, 19 and I would like, um, I would just like take stuff off the shelves to eat during my break, nice. but I feel like I deserved it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think you probably did.
1: Yeah, I mean, there were people who were just li- openly stealing money from the cash registers at that job. I feel like I would take like a cottage cheese and a bag of cheddar ruffles. Like, come on,
0: that's a good combo too. Did you dip the ruffles in the yes. cottage cheese.
1: You're you're <laughs> you're speaking my language. That's what exactly what I would do.
0: <laughs> Where was this?
1: Uh, Santa Cruz, downtown Santa Cruz. In, you grew up in California. Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. Yeah,
0: I always forget that. Because that, something about the ruffles dipping in the cottage <laughs> cheese feels very Midwestern to me.
1: Right. I, suppose... I shouldn't, if, that's not a food yeah. I was raised on eating. That was just right, like okay. a, I, I have the freedom now to eat junk food. What weird combinations am I going to come up with that also feel a little bit healthy? You know?
0: Did you have crunchy parents? Yeah. You did. That's such a thing. It's like there's so many people I know from California who have parents that are were pretty crunchy and like no sugar and all this stuff. And now they remind me of people I knew growing up from the Midwest because they have revolted against that and become the kind of people who like... Just
1: absolute pigs. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, just having like a... <laughs> it's, that stuff is so interesting, the idea of, I mean... Yeah, the idea of revolting against the thing. So you brought up your raised right to eat well.
1: To eat well. And then I would like – I mean I remember I think the first time I ever got in real trouble was (laughs) – I stole some change from like my parents, like, you know, my dad had like a basket where he would just put his pocket change every day. So it was just like there was probably like one hundred dollars in there. And I stole some quarters from there (laughs) and I went across the street to the park and I bought some ice cream from the ice cream man. And I like hid out in a little play structure eating it. And my mom caught me. She caught you.
0: Were you in trouble?
1: I was in trouble. I didn't get dessert that day, which reasonably I shouldn't. Yeah, I didn't get dessert for a week after that, and I made her promise not to tell my dad, which I'm sure she did. Um, how old were you? Oh, about eighteen. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. No, I think I must have been like seven or something. That's um, kind of
0: uh, kind of industrious, though. Right. Yeah, old. I knew
1: I knew what I wanted. I knew how to get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're kind of that person, aren't you? You've have you always been that way?
1: No. no? I mean, I've. I, but I do like I I do eat a lot of like really bad food for me like I've always really liked really unhealthy food and I yeah. might be because like yeah my my I grew up and my mom used to like. One of our, the cookbooks that she used to cook from a lot was called The Enchanted Broccoli Forest, if that oh my tells God, you. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, Oof. I remember liking it as a kid. It was like this casserole dish that you were supposed to make for kids where, like, the broccoli is supposed to look like trees in a forest.
0: Yeah, because we always want to eat stuff that looks, uh, yeah. looks like it's not food.
1: Right. Yeah. You're like, broccoli looks like a tree. That's great. Yeah. This is
0: a race car, but it's pasta.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know how you've always wanted mm-hmm. to eat a car? hmm <laughs> um yeah but i don't know i yeah I, I i think that um i think it feels like on on brand like i i definitely have impulse control problems oh you do uh yeah Where like i think if i get the idea of a specific food in my head i kind of it's sort of like getting a song stuck in my head where it's like you gotta I have, have the, it
0: to get it I out gotta
1: have it yeah yeah
0: i've had that i've had whole dinners where i get the thing i you know i get a reasonable good thing to eat for dinner but i had something else in mind and it's basically like i didn't eat any food i'm still hungry <laughs> there's like a second part of me that can it's like I, i've ha- actually have i have ditched i have ditched the dinner halfway through a minute you know what i know i don't want this i'm gonna get the thing i want right and just end up eating more and worse all because just because i didn't go with the, yeah. the gut instinct of having the thing that i wanted to have initially
1: Right. What do you feel like the thing is that you usually end up going leaving the leaving the meal to go eat?
0: <laughs> it's probably something like a hamburger or maybe nachos or uh-huh. like uh something, something like that probably. Something
1: junky, yeah. Something
0: junky or maybe like if not junky like a thing that where uh you would want to have it if you were going to be in the in the arctic for a long time like you need like <laughs> a significant <laughs> amount of calories, you know? <laughs> The kind of thing right. where
1: you're like preparing to hibernate.
0: Yeah. There's certain <laughs> meals like that where uh, there's this writer I like a lot named Jim Harrison. He um, used to be like a big time gourmand and he would, he was from Michigan. He would like go snowshoeing for four or five hours just so he could have the most uh, insanely, um, what do you call it? Like fatty and uh, right, rich like meal.
1: Some kind of like stew. Just – or like
0: six courses, like six – just tons of classic French cooking, course after course after course with tons of wine, cigarettes mm-hmm. between each course, just all this stuff. He would exercise like crazy to do just that. Just
1: to sort of justify it and Basically, to be hungry enough for it. To be
0: hungry so, enough, Sometimes everything.
1: I do get – like when I exercise and I know that I've like – You know, really worked up a real appetite. Mm -hmm. I sometimes get excited about how much I get to eat.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I will go fucking ham sometimes. I will just be like, Christ, I can take down, I can just, I'm a calorie destroyer. There was a heyday, this was about four or five years ago, I remember. I was, like, on a real fitness kick, and I was eating everything I wanted to eat because I was just oh, exercising yeah. so much. I would eat donuts, like, a couple times a week and, like, two or three at a time. This is honestly motivating them.
1: me to exercise, and yeah. I have not exercised in at least a week.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I go crazy. Oh, now, I have to do that now like I'm gonna day. Fucking,
1: I'm going to do a bunch of exercise, and then I'm going to, like, eat a bunch of shit.
0: <laughs> What's your exercise of choice?
1: You know, so... Uh n- my exercise of choice is usually to not exercise. I don't okay. like doing any kind of exercise ever <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um I mean when I had a garden, I don't have a garden right now. Okay, I was um, gonna, that's what I
0: wanted to ask you about a lot of. Yeah. But, damn.
1: Yeah, so like gardening would be like m- that's my exercise of choice. And yeah, right now Yeah, it's the we're, ultimate exercise. It's the best because you're not even thinking about the exercise that you're mm-hmm. doing. You're just thinking about your plants and you're like, "Well, I got to haul this thing, so I'm going to mm-hmm. do that." But um I'm, we're building a guest house right now and it's where my garden used to be. And then we're going to tear up the driveway and I'm going to put a garden there. That's awesome. So it's, yeah, it's great. And it's, but it's just taking so long. And so I don't have like that every day. Yeah. So I got this, like, I got a, was it a quest an oculus quest right the like vr and i'd been doing the like one of those like dance games on there i thought That's you were about been... to tell me you're
0: doing a gardening game i was about to be really sad <laughs> like oh, i've been i've been growing some stuff in vr
1: yeah i just which has got to be a thing I've been doing i've been doing farmville here <laughs> oh. you know that facebook game yeah. farmville uh no i'm sure there is a gardening game and i can't imagine that it's satisfying in any way
0: yeah cause you can't smell anything you can't feel it
1: <laughs> yeah i'm mostly in it for the smells and you can't yeah. eat it that's the you other thing. You can't eat it. So yeah. much
0: stuff that the garden is very much irreplaceable. Yeah. You had a big garden, didn't you? What Was your was yours like a uh, a raised bed or you had a bunch of stuff going on? Yeah, right? I
1: had like four raised beds and then I also had a bunch of like earth Four boxes. raised beds? Yeah. Like how
0: big are raised beds are talking about here?
1: They were like four- Four, four by four? four? Forty inches by 40 inches. So like a little under four feet. But, okay. Um, were well, they like prefab I, or what? They were like, yeah, they were just like corrugated metal frames. And Those Australian ones? Well, I don't know. There well, was ones like,
0: that came like they're like wavy corrugated metal that have like a rubber rim.
1: The Veggio Garden? No, they weren't those ones. Yeah. They were just like a sharp square. Okay. That I just got on Amazon, but I'm thinking about getting the Veggio Gardens for my I got
0: two of them. They're fucking great. Are just two, two small barrels all they had. I put them in the front. Well, I mean they've been pretty good so far. I haven't had a lot of luck growing stuff in them just because I put the wrong stuff in the I put Two sets of uh, blueberries in the front, and they just got blasted uh, too much sun where they're oh. growing. So I replaced them with artichokes, in one, and one I put a uh, raspberry in the other one. Oh, nice! I think it's gonna handle it. Yeah, but how's the, the artichoke um, doing? Artichoke's doing great. Artichoke's doing really good. But the artichokes
1: um, is so fun. It's the uh. best.
0: I I planted artichokes about three years ago, and they just keep coming back.
1: They keep coming back. It's awesome. yeah. Even if they like completely die down, and yeah, I cut so, them down to yeah. the
0: to the ground after they're done. I've let them, I haven't harvested them. I've let them just bloom.
1: Let them, yeah, kind of just so be pretty. cool. Yeah.
0: But I think my, that's my dream is at some point to have like a huge property where I have like a big berm, like a couple foot high berm that's just mm-hmm. like a big swale of artichokes growing. Oh, that I never, yeah. s- never touch, I let them grow, I harvest like a half of them, let the yeah. rest just go to seed and be really pretty. And then you just constantly have artichokes growing.
1: I think I'm gonna do some as like landscape plants because they're yeah. like you know they're climate appropriate. For Low maintenance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah we're redoing all the landscaping too. I'm excited. But that shit's the best. It's so great. I'm so excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a trip to Theodore Payne Foundation soon. Get What's some. That? Oh man, you love it. You love okay. it. It's um a nursery in it's like in Sunland, so like north of Burbank. It's not very far it's, at all. Yeah, it's really close, and it's all. California native plants.
0: Theodore Payne?
1: Yeah. The I've Theodore never heard Payne of this The Payne Foundation. It's a nonprofit Damn. California native plant nursery, and they have a huge demonstration garden that you can walk through. So you can see what all the plants look like when they're established. It's less for like vegetable gardening and more for like landscaping plants, yeah. but for stuff that's like, you know, drought resistant and also helps like, you know, the native wildlife. It's yeah. like, you know. These are the berries that the birds here are supposed to eat. You well, know,
0: like the um the the uh what's it called the milkweed? That's the yes. California milkweed. Not the... that's
1: where I got my milkweed seeds okay. too. For the I grew milkweed this year and I got like a bunch of monarchs on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna get more of that. I wanna I wanna just have like a shitload of milkweed and artichokes. That's my be pretty cool. That's my goal for the new.
0: How did you find out about this place?
1: <sighs> Someone. Oh, you know what? You know how I found out about it. <laughs> It was like a – I mean, multiple people have recommended it to me once I started, like, getting more into gardening and posting about it. But the first time I ever heard about it was we – when I pulled out – so I did the, like, California, like, the rebate for getting rid of your lawn. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the fucking best. And we were, like – we had just pulled up all the grass, and I had just gotten a plant delivery – of like succulents and stuff. And I was just like in my yard arranging them to prepare for the gardeners who were going to come and actually install it. And these two guys... Um my neighbors were driving by and they pulled their car over like (laughs) while they were driving by and they were like are you putting in native plants (laughs) and i was like Like, we're doing some low water i don't know if they're native or not and he was like you have to go to the theodore payne foundation and he gave me the his address and he lives a couple blocks away and i went over there and their entire yard is all native plants and they also have like little placards and then they had like little brochures for the theodore payne foundation in front
0: this sounds like uh, i'd like to check that out
1: yeah, dude, you'd love it. It's I want to do awesome. a little
0: placards. I think I like. I'm I'm gonna get there at some point. Have placards.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to that point. That feels yeah. like a level of maintenance that is beyond my grasp.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a certain kind of a uh, certain kind of person. It's very yeah. like, like old, like aunt who has. Yeah, uh, has two boyfriends. <laughs>
1: Look, I'm <laughs> almost there. I'm yeah. almost there. I, I'm not saying I'm never gonna be that person, right. but and I do like I think that if I ever really was gonna do that, it would be about like the native milkweed versus tropical milkweed issue because I have found myself just like stopping neighbors to talk to them about it. I can't when they believe clearly it. don't want to.
0: I just found out about it probably six months ago. It may have been from your posts about your milkweed.
1: Right, I mean, I'm I'm a yeah. total maniac about it
0: now. <laughs> it's so crazy though, because that stuff grows. The non-native stuff grows like crazy. It grows
1: like crazy. It grows really well. Mm-hmm. I get why people plant it. Yeah, um, it
0: looks great. It's easy, easy to grow. Just
1: for a little context, so milkweed is the only plant that monarch caterpillars, or that monarchs will lay their eggs on, mm-hmm. and there's a couple different kinds of it and a lot of people in California grow the t- tropical milkweed which is not native to California and it's actually not good for the monarchs for you to grow it because it doesn't die back seasonally the way it should and then it also gets kind of like moldy when during the wet season and that can breed bacteria that like deforms the caterpillars and oh. deforms the butterflies it, it's ba- it breeds disease and anyway so it, the way you can tell the difference if you is like tropical milkweed has like orange and yellow flowers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um the the california native milkweed's like a little bit more grayish narrower leaves yeah and... much
0: narrower like little needles almost
1: yeah and they say that like if you have tropical milkweed growing you should just yank it out mm-hmm. anyway yeah, i
0: did it i cut it all down
1: that makes me really happy
0: mm-hmm. it's still popping up some places but not really not much at all though
1: yeah it's hard to it's hard to totally get rid of but Anyway, (laughs) there's so
0: many things like that, though, aren't there? Like, there's a ton of plants that are just, uh,
1: there's so many plants where you're like, Oh, I love this plant, and then you look it up, and it's like, This is an invasive colonizing Mm
0: -hmm. force, and you're like, Oh no, that wipes out the other things because it takes up their space and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: and it's like, Well, usually that's the stuff that grows really well because, like, yeah. And so it's, it's hard. Yeah. Like lantana is kind of like that. Oh, wait, what is that? Lantana. You will have seen it everywhere. It's like a super invasive, but like super resilient plant that like the flowers, it's like, it kind of grows these like small clusters of like multicolored flowers. Oh, look it up. It's got lantana. Kind of like, yeah. Look it up. You'll oh, recognize it Oh, this crap? On oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That crap's everywhere. This right? is the
0: stuff that smells like Fruit Loops. Yes. And our dog a lot of times will run through it, and I, I swear to God, she's like trying to perfume herself on it because <laughs> it's, like it's got such a weird smell. It's, like, it's got a, like a very
1: sweet smell, and butterflies kind of nice love it.
0: Oh, like but it's butterflies
1: a, love it, bees love it. But it's no good, though, huh? You, I mean, I think it's fine if you have it in containers but again it's like there's a lot of mixed information about it online but i ended up getting rid of all of mine because it was like yeah it'll just like you cannot get rid of it once it's planted like it will just keep growing you can't kill it it just like it's yeah it's like mint yes but But more more resilient than mint i've been able to kill mint before i've never been able to kill my lantana
0: yeah i got a ton of mint i I've tried to kill, but I just have it now spreading across the front yard. I like it; <laughs> yeah. it's great though, because I mean,
1: it's it's nice. It yeah. smells really good, and then you can just use it. Do you ever? What's the
0: stuff you use the most from your garden that, when you had your garden?
1: Oh, I mean, I mean the stuff that I like continue to use the most. So I, I got a dehydrator for my birthday—not okay. this past year, but maybe the year exciting. before. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> Real game changer, yeah. um. And so I like, I grew a bunch of uh, like really hot peppers.
0: Oh shit, like the habaneros type. Like yeah, a, a Carolina per- per- Reaper.
1: Some okay. Here's what we grew. We grew um. And I'm saying we. It's like I did it, but I grew it for my husband because my husband likes the really spicy stuff. Um. I grew ghost chilies, Trinidad scorpions, right. Peruvian Peruvian white habanero, um. Carolina not Carolina reapers um Carolina cayenne mm. um I've heard of that It's really good. It's like a little bit spicier than a normal cayenne pepper. Um and uh buena mulatas Damn,
0: I don't know any um, of these.
1: Which a few of them were from like this guy i mean it's a whole fucking a pepper story, guy but... like a
0: weird ass pepper guy
1: <laughs> um so there's this guy named um what's his name horace pippin. pippin okay he was a world war one veteran who used to and like he was a folk artist and a botanist and he used to trade seeds for um bee sting therapy for his world war one injuries this
0: guy is very cool
1: he's so fucking cool. He was like a yeah, an African American folk artist his art is really good and one of his descendants found in a freezer a bunch of jars full of his seeds. And mm-hmm. so he had all of these because peppers and like anything else in the nightshade family it's really easy. It doesn't take very many generations to create new varietals of them. Oh, That's right, why yeah. there's so much so much diversity in the different yeah. types of breeds. He so these are all like So a few of these are just, like, breeds that he came up with. Shit. So Buena Mulata is his name. Yeah, Horace Pippin. Um, And so Buena Mulata and I think the Carolina Cayenne were the ones that – of his that I grew. I also grew some of his, like, less spicy ones. But anyway, I dehydrated a bunch of them, and I still use it on my food. I have them in just, like, grinders in my fridge. Jesus. Yeah, but the uh, the Peruvian white habaneros were maybe my favorite. They're, like, very smoky-tasting yeah, the and flavor, super spicy. Let's think
0: about habanero that's interesting that I feel like gets overshadowed is the flavor is really unique and really good.
1: Yes, it's not just the spice level. It's, yeah. like, the flavor is really interesting. That's yeah. what
0: I feel about jalapeno. That's one of my favorite tastes, but the, sometimes the spice is too much, but yeah. I love the flavor of the jalapeno. It's, like, the ultimate taste, I wish you could like somehow divorce the two, you know, have it I bet someone has
1: bred a, life, a less spicy jalapeno, yeah. but it's hard to know if the flavor is going to be exactly the same.
0: I well, want like but. a mayonnaise habanero. I mean, a mayonnaise <laughs> jalapeno, it's like <laughs> as spicy as mayonnaise, but it's still got the flavor.
1: I think you're just talking about bell peppers. I guess those are sweeter yeah, than jalapenos. you're right. I think, I think you're right though. But it, yeah. it, there's
0: that certain taste, that specific taste that I want, that I yeah. get when I have Jalapeno cheddar Cheetos. That flavor.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I want that I w- lab flavor. Yeah. I wonder what the lab flavor for jalapenos God. is. Do they actually use real jalapeno? It's for probably that? like
0: gunpowder and like, uh, <laughs> like horse manure or some weird shit that's been like sterilized and refined with uh, maltodextrin or something. God knows what it is.
1: Yeah. Well, you know how like. Um, Lacroix flavors you know how they have those like combo flavors that's yeah. like peach pear the reason why it's a combination is because it's the same chemical that's used for artificial peach and artificial pear so uh-huh. they're like we're just gonna call this peach pear flavor oh isn't that weird
0: yeah all that stuff with um that's something I don't like to look into because I, d- I don't want to know the truth <laughs> you know about you know the whole thing of natural flavor like natural flavor can be anything anything how yeah. is that allowed <laughs> anything, it's but it's natural. Oh, it's just anything can be. Yeah. When you see you see something that's like, oh, it's kind of organic. This yes, organic. This yes, everything's good, and it says natural flavor.
1: It's like that. You're like, how, what is it? Just, but then also like the word natural means nothing. a lot of. It means nothing because mm-hmm. like a lot of nature is just is chemicals like chemical yeah. like we we think of chemicals as bad for us but they aren't it's like aspirin like comes from a tree you know like this is my
0: natural lithium i got from this yeah. lake in utah
1: <laughs> yeah just to, that t- sounds like warm. a tight lake
0: <laughs> there is actually i met a guy one time this is years ago we were camping up at lake mono mm-hmm. There's some guy named filthy pete I have a <laughs> I have recordings of Filthy Pete.
1: Already super credible. I've put on. him on the podcast
0: years ago. I could probably find <laughs> really? it again. But he's, he kind of talked like this. He's like, hey, man, yeah, we just up here. He's We just met this guy randomly on some little road by Mono Lake, and he, we gave him some beers and stuff. This guy was talking. He talked at us for like 25, 30 minutes mm-hmm. about how he and his girlfriend put like a tub out um, near some place where they found a hot spring near Mono Lake, but it's got loaded with lithium. Because certain certain hot springs have a lot of lithium in them, and he was like, "Yeah, whenever I go, I'd soak in that thing. I just feel like so good for like thirty six hours. I wouldn't even sleep, man, because all the what? lithium in the water. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of minerals in some of these hot springs. Yeah. I Yeah, have
1: you ever fact checked that though?
0: No. Well, <laughs> I, know, I mean, I know that people do take lithium, right? For for like right. Psychological I just stuff.
1: wonder if there was actually lithium in that water and how he would know that. I and mean, whether he's filthy, Pete. He's filthy Pete. Did he? Intru- I mean, I know he did. He introduced himself as Filthy Pete, right? Like it uh-huh, was he did. Yes. Filthy okay. Pete. Yeah.
0: And I was sitting there with my phone recording the conversation, being like, "Please be recording. Please be recording. This is so fucking great."
1: <laughs> Just knowing you're never gonna get him to say any of that stuff again. Oh, yeah,
0: it was like a real life, like a real life character that some, like oh, the God. Sam Rockwell would play or some shit like that. Yeah. Just total. Oh. Um, That's one thing county. I I
1: do miss of. Living in Santa Cruz.
0: Oh my god, a I lot can't of imagine like that around there. <laughs> Santa Cruz is like one of the one of the uh, epicenters of those type of folks.
1: Oh yeah, just yeah,
0: like people who are homeless, but they're also not. It's like this right. Thing there were where a lot like, of people who you? were
1: like choosing to live in the woods. Uh huh. Yeah, like... wearing
0: like a hat that looks like a mushroom, and
1: yeah, <laughs> just just a lot of amateur herbalists that I came into contact with. God. um yeah a lot of a lot of nicknames yeah a lot of a lot of smells that you don't want to smell again but like, what transport the, you
0: like sort of like uh sort of incense sort of shit like the crossover or what <sighs>
1: sort of like yeah like a very specific type of like hemp bio combo <laughs> but like i i've probably told this story before but it's been a long time but my senior year of college there we had this roommate who like honestly kind of moved in without like i was out of the country for a month mm-hmm. and then when i came back we had a new roommate and like no one had agreed like one person had invited him to live there and no one else had agreed and um was he dating someone in that place no so what had happened was we had this roommate who he had initially been like, hey, I have a friend who lives in San Jose but wants to come back to Santa Cruz on the weekends, and he works at a bounce house company. Would it be cool if I sublet my room to him on the weekends? And we were all like, fuck yeah, this dude well, would be here two days a week, and he has a hookup with a bounce house company. Like- wait, so
0: that was a, that was a um a sell that was like a like an upsell it was oh well just to, before you make the decision. He works at a bounce house company, so... Yeah.
1: Honestly, we were like, cool, we're going to get a discount on bounce houses. Like, that's... You would get bounce houses? I mean, that was what we thought. That was what wow. we thought. And we said yes, and then that guy never moved in, but the but the roommate who asked for that permission, I think, took that permission as permission for anyone to move in. So then he invited this other guy who was, like, a... uh One of the... Like, a woodsy. He had been living in the woods, but his dad was, like, very rich. Um to move in and that guy invited his girlfriend to move in who was like 10 years older than him amateur herbalist all of a sudden our entire kitchen was just like used for a bunch of weird potions and that they they never washed the dishes for and it was one of those things where, like because I had been gone for a month when I came back I walked in and the house just smelled totally different like a pond yes (laughs) kind of it was like it was, like, such a thick, uh, it's such a hard to describe smell, but so, like, all of the windows were open. All of the doors were open. Everyone was trying to air it out, but it was just, he never did laundry. It was it was, it was was dirty laundry was yeah. the real smell. Um, and it was, like, he eventually, like, after he was there for a couple months, like, it became this really bad thing where because everyone was, like, Santa Cruz really crunchy, like, no one ever wanted to confront him about his behavior mm-hmm. or the way he was sort of like taking advantage of all of us right and so it would be like we kept having these house meetings where we'd be like okay we need to kick him out and then that would turn into like okay we need to give him an ultimatum and then that would turn into like okay we needed to talk to him and then that would turn into like okay bart needs to talk to him and then bart would never talk to him and then the cycle would start over and over again but i think the worst thing that happened while he lived there was like uh <laughs> My roommate Joaquin found in the freezer an opossum.
0: This is already pretty great that there's someone named Bart, and someone named <laughs> Joaquin, living in the same house with an amateur herbalist, and now there's an opossum. There's a possum in the freezer. It's a like, frozen did...
1: possum, and it was like roadkill that he was planning to cook and eat. And oh. he had a- he had asked permission and everyone had said no. And then he put it in there anyway. And we didn't notice for like a month because it was wrapped in oh. many plastic bags. And it was like, we were all like, you need to get rid of that immediately. And so he just put it in the trash can outside and then it thawed out and rotted in the trash can for like a week. It was so horrible. But then... I also didn't even mention, like, okay, on top of the smell, on top of the opossum in the freezer, he also played accordion, which is just, like, it's yeah. not enough that you're filling the house with with smells. You it's also have sound. to fill it with this horrible sound. And um, he... When we finally moved out, which was just like a month... Like, it got to the point where it was like, you know, what, we're moving out in a month anyway. Let's not piss him off because Mm -hmm. we need his help cleaning his shit out in order to get our deposit back. And of course he didn't help to get our deposit back of course it was like the day before we were moving out and he hadn't done anything he hadn't moved any of his shit out and he had all this like junk in the yard and stuff and it finally got to the point where we were like everything needs to be out by saturday otherwise we're getting rid of it and he hadn't done it so we just gave away a ton of his shit that was really expensive and that felt great
0: (laughs) what happened to him do you have any idea where he is now
1: I hate to say it, he had kids, like, shortly after. Like, he got his, his girlfriend pregnant with twins, oh, okay. like, right so afterward. okay. So now and was like, Now we're yeah. talking about
0: maybe a, a potential social problem, as they say.
1: Yeah. But also, he, like, his dad was paying his rent. Oh, right. He's got a... Okay. He's yeah. A rich like, dad. Yeah. he wasn't, like, an at-risk person. He was a yeah. student at a unit, like, in the UC system... We, you know, his rent checks were signed by his dad. Like he wasn't, he was a white man of means.
0: This all sounds like how you create a Republican, kind of.
1: Uh, yeah. You know I, mean? <laughs> I was like, no one tell Republicans about this guy. <laughs> I always think that there's
0: like a, when you go through enough, you know, my friends who have kids, sometimes they'll be telling them stuff. It's like super, um, I don't know, very like liberal, their politics and stuff. I always want to say like. Just maybe want to ease off a bit because you're going to have a Republican kid if you push too much good stuff early on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, he was an anarchist and it really did put me off. Those are the best
0: Republicans. It put me off
1: anarchy so much because I was like, if you're arguing that we can all just cooperate (laughs) and you are the most selfish piece of shit I've ever met, like nothing has convinced me that anarchy could work less than living with you <laughs> yeah those are the guys who
0: always meet in the back side of the circle right it's like the uh the far left the <laughs> right. far left the, radicals the meet the people yeah. who are distrustful of the government and like think that um like q yeah. people i feel like they, there could be a thing where q people they, they should have like a dating show where it's q's dating antifa and they don't know it uh-huh and next thing i know it's like <laughs> We love each other. We just fucking love. We really love each other so
1: much. Or it's like a game show of like you have to guess why that person isn't vaccinated. It's yeah. like is yes. it because they're so far to the left or so far to the right? You right. have to figure it out.
0: <laughs> it's the ultimate combination. Is the uh, the super left, super right? Because it's really the, there's only like a few things they don't agree on. And they're, <laughs> they're like they're not that important to either of them.
1: Yeah, it's it's really scary. Yeah, but, but that's uh, funny. That,
0: so you do you feel like you like – because we're talking about the food stuff, like rejecting mm-hmm. how you were raised. It's, it reminds me of that, like the idea where if you were grown, if you grew up eating really healthily, then it means you want, as an adult you want to make your own choices. And you want to have like fucking Dorito breakfast and shit.
1: <laughs> right. I mean I don't think it's as clear cut as like if you're too liberal, your kids will – I don't yeah. think it's as – it's not as common to have like an Alex P. Keaton – as right. Right. We like to think, you mm-hmm. know, um, I think it's more that it's just like you have to kind of explore and like get there on your own. Like I have definitely like gone through phases where I eat really unhealthy, but it's like I still deep down believe I'm not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I still try and eat healthy when I can. And I'm like, I'm still a vegetarian. Like I've been a vegetarian since oh. I was twenty, since I was like 13. So it's like that's
0: such a thing, too. That's like a very California thing.
1: Yeah, to be a really unhealthy just vegetarian. Like, <laughs> up,
0: or just the fact you grew up like a – I've been a vegetarian for uh, two, three-fourths of my life. Just, yeah. I have a bunch of friends like that. They're all from – either from California or they grew up in the most like organic, crunchy household. They're, yeah. They're just like their family. Yeah, I didn't have meat till I was uh, 21, <laughs> kind of shit like
1: that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting – I mean i I wasn't – I became a vegetarian at 13, but my mom was vegetarian and my dad wasn't, and my sister was vegetarian and my brother wasn't. But like my mom didn't eat meat when my sister was in the womb and she did eat meat when I was in the womb. Like my mom kind of went back and forth because who's like better? she started to have <laughs> cravings. What?
0: Who's who's doing better?
1: <laughs> well, I mean both me <laughs> and my sister are doing really well. Who's hel- who's healthier? But I will say my sister never liked meat as much as I did. I loved it when I ate it. And when I stopped eating it, it was just purely for like ethical reasons. Right. And but she was she's like grossed out by it in a way that I never have been. Yeah. To the point where I'm like when they started coming out with like impossible burgers and stuff, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But she's like, no, it's too much like meat. I don't like it.
0: That is so weird about that stuff to me. I don't I don't like it.
1: You don't like. I don't the, like the fake meat.
0: I've had it a bunch when it first came out, and I thought this tastes pretty damn good. And now yeah. I think about it, I feel like, is there a more processed food that exists?
1: Probably than, not. No, yeah, yeah, it's the most. It's like it's, the most processed. It's
0: pure lab.
1: It's like lab yeah. coat. Luncheon. I'm all. I'm all about it. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it cheddar cheese good. ruffles. It's you know. Exactly. It's, it's natural flavors. <laughs> yeah. Natural flavors. <laughs>
0: natural flavors
1: um but i'm like i think it's just because i also it's like i you know we were talking about like getting fixated on eating a specific food it's like for me now i'll sometimes get fixated and then i can't eat it because it's like some meat that i ate when i was a kid
0: oh yeah because you ate too much of it
1: yeah or that it's like i i don't eat meat now and i would get sick if i tried to eat meat all of a sudden and so i'm like how do i what i
0: think you would get sick
1: I think probably yeah. yeah. I think that like if you some people are able to go back and forth and it doesn't affect them digestively but mm-hmm. it's like I don't I don't want to take the risk of getting just like horrible diarrhea from eating meat for the first time in a while. Although like I guess the few times when I've, like, eaten it by accident, it's never been too bad. I think I'd probably be fine. But I just don't want to. I think I'm, like, more sensitized to the, like, particular, like, irony flavor of, of meat than... Mm-hmm. But I'll get, like, really fixated on being, like, I'm going to try and make, like, wonton soup. Right. Like, but vegetarian in the way that I can. You know, like, the best way that I can. Like, I got really fixated on making, like, chicken noodle soup and, like, chicken pot pie and, like, Fat things chicken. like that. Without chicken. Oh, using, how do you like, do that? Um... I like using the corn turkey style roasts, okay. Which is, I think, vegetarian but not vegan. I think it has like egg protein in there, but it holds up really well in broth. Like, and it's like you know, if you cut it, if you dice it up, it's like it's pretty chickeny. Um, I
0: want to try that. So I was thinking about trying to make vegan or at least vegetarian gumbo.
1: Oh, interesting. I wonder yeah. what that would take.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would take that sort of thing, or maybe it I've could never be had gumbo. You... So oh my I god, really?
1: Yeah.
0: That's the ultimate, ultimate food. The ultimate food? I think it is. I think it's probably the ultimate. The If done right, it's the ultimate food as far as, I think it's top 10 best taste you can have, I think.
1: it. Oh, wow. Are you, yeah. you're from the South?
0: No, my mom is, though. Okay. So it's like, you know,
1: I got a little in me. <laughs> I feel it. I'm half
0: redneck. got a little, you, redneck, got a little just, crawdaddy. Yeah, ha- just enough redneck to where when I, and I'm, and when I'm in like a redneck situation, I feel really feel comfortable. Safe safer
1: than i would
0: feel i think so i think i'll forget that that a lot of people are uncomfortable around rednecks and to me it's the it's a thing where i'm just like oh god love this (laughs) this is just the best (laughs) i feel like ah these are some real people you can kind of you know politics aside obviously but even then it's the kind of thing where sometimes i think the politics of a lot of rednecks is it's comforting because you know where it's coming from like i get it Mm -hmm. a lot of it's just these I don't know. It's just I just it's like feel a like I have thing.
1: such a, I have such a strong California accent that I just know that. Yeah. I I read. I, there's no way for me to read like kin to to rednecks. I think.
0: I mean, it would, you could go through a it'd be a cool makeover show. <laughs> like taking I think people every from California, step of that, I would
1: feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I turn
0: you into like a bumpkin get you like an old miss game and something like that. Yeah. You're out there. Shotgun and Miller lights. <laughs> God Damn. That would be a funny thing. Just, yeah. What do they call I feel it?
1: like it's there's, there's definitely like not zero overlap. I mean, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm wearing fucking Carhartt overalls mm-hmm. and I'm like, gardening like there's oh, definitely, definitely some shit to talk about you know a lot of that
0: bay area all the pot growing stuff all those folks <laughs> those folks are fucking hard they're rednecks hardcore rednecks yeah. they're just california rednecks
1: well also there's that whole area in like northern california yeah of like humboldt county and stuff it's like there's a hippie element there but there's also like a there's very guns. rural there's guns and like trucks yeah and i remember when i was like my college boyfriend was from Weaverville, California, which is like basically at the border of California and Oregon, and it's like it's kind of like red state territory. Oh, it's up there.
0: pure red. Yeah. It's like it's deep pure
1: red up there. And like I, we went to Weaverville for like their Fourth of July and went to like a demolition derby, and it was like truly like yeah, this is like a very different part of California. But we were driving to or like to Portland, and we had just crossed the like the california oregon border and mm-hmm. it's like an area where it's like the cops if they see a california plate and they over. have an excuse to pull you over they will pull you over and they pulled us over but then when my boyfriend pulled out his driver's license and he had a weaverville address and he just sort of slipped into his like weaverville accent they like let us off Damn! and it was like that was the most sort of fluid back and forth of the like cultural of the cultural divide that i've seen
0: yeah, Oregon is. Oregon could be nasty as shit. I feel like there's parts of Oregon that are just. Oof.
1: There's a lot of like militia. Yeah, and also and just. Stuff.
0: It's just sad. <laughs> Very sad and dark and like, you know, like, oof. I
1: but there's also a lot of cool stuff too. A lot of great
0: stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of space out there. Yeah. There's so much space. It's just nothing. Like that <laughs> That place, I just found that out recently. Like the, there's like an area. Northern California, Eastern Oregon, and part of Nevada—I think it's like the least densely. There's the least people of all all of the United States. Oh, it's something where there's just there's parts of that area where there is nothing for a hundred miles, and not a god, not not a soul. It's super, that's super so isolated. Weird. Yeah, and that's where it's the most isolated in the entire country is that area, of yeah. Eastern Oregon, Northern. Something like that. It's all just sort of is it all just like desert or it's like scrub, yeah. like scrub, like sa- <laughs> like sa- yeah, sagebrush scrub, yeah, like uh, maybe some P and J, some uh, pinyon and juniper. Oh, that's a little what you call um uh what do you call that a little forestry a uh, little forestry talk for you there <laughs> a little p and j it's just P all P&J. comes
1: back to landscaping
0: yes oh my god i would be so jealous <laughs> of your landscaping i want to just do it all over again because it's such like a thing it's like how did so... you
1: you did it already at your yeah house? i yeah. designed
0: i mean i sort of designed it all but also had a bunch of plants that i had been growing in pots for years that i finally put in the ground
1: oh that's so exciting
0: and um yeah, a bunch of stuff. It's ours is like kind of a mixture. It's not fully natives. There's some stuff in there that's I guess actually you no, know, all the stuff in the front is natives for sure, because it's gotta yeah. be to to pass muster for the the rebate.
1: Oh right. Yeah. yeah. It has to be like native or at least like drought tolerant. Yeah. yeah. No grass. No grass. We have Unless some people, it's like sedge oh, yeah. or yeah.
0: Or uh Saint Augustine, maybe?
1: I think Saint Augustine is probably not okay, but really? I don't know. There's a whole uh. website where you can look up all yeah. the plants. Yeah,
0: the plant site for what's what's good yeah. and bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I am at risk of losing my rebate just because we are redoing everything. But at risk. I don't really think they're like driving around to the old houses that they moved. to just be like, what's going on here? You know.
0: All you gotta know is that some people across the street from us a few months ago put in just a bunch of bunch of new grass. In the front, like what? Why would you does do it that? It's make, so stupid. Does that make you sick? <laughs> it makes me think, like, why are you like? it Doesn't even look that good. It's just. It doesn't even look yeah. that good. It, it doesn't, doesn't look even look special that good. at all. It's so stupid, and of course, it's people who you would think would not do that. It's not like but it's just like shitty yeah. politics, city redneck kind of folk. It's just these no. Very it's just like opposite. People who are actually. it's just
1: like the default choice
0: yeah
1: um yeah i'm it's it's very hard for me to reconcile because i have neighbors that i like who have like perfectly manicured lawns and i'm like how do i still like you
0: (laughs) yeah i think it's it's like it's a thing where it's uh that person that's their um their therapy (laughs) maybe that's their maybe like they don't even realize it but that's their thing
1: well it's also it's it's one of those things where you're sort of like i don't think i was like I didn't think I didn't think about it until mm-hmm. I took the class and then got like Ooh. radicalized about stormwater capture. Yeah, when I did the rebate, I took the free class. Oh, that like LADWP the online offers. thing. Yeah. yeah, mine was actually in person. Are when you I serious? Did it. Yeah, it was I didn't like know a one-day course. Yeah, like Damn. I went in, it was like school again, and learned all about stormwater capture. And it's it just insane. It's insane. I mean, now especially every time I like walk down the street and I see like a big puddle or flooding, I'm like, well, maybe if you guys didn't have lawns, yeah, like,
0: or there's there's a there's a huge school, a uh, middle school, by near where we live, and they have this piece of blacktop. It's got to be like two acres of blacktop, oh, yeah. uninterrupted blacktop. I want to go out there with like a bunch of guys just in the middle of night, and just drill it. a bunch of holes in it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, they someone sent me a link to this like they've done research and they found a way to do like concrete that is permeable right yeah permeable concrete and it's like when you learn about that and you're like why the fuck aren't we installing that everywhere in this city like Mm -hmm. how it's just it just hurts it just hurts your heart to think about all the solutions that we have that we aren't just using
0: yeah All that stuff, I kind of give up. I feel like, well, like with plastic, the whole plastic not being recyclable thing, that to me was the kind of like the greatest gift of all
1: time. To pretend, to pretend that you can, or like the gift to learn that it's not recyclable. Yeah, like this thing where, (laughs)
0: hey, remember this thing you thought you could recycle? Guess what? It's all just been a huge scam for about twenty years. Why was
1: that a gift to you?
0: Because it now it it sort of uh, allows me to not have to uh, worry about recycling plastic anymore because i know it's not recyclable
1: well that makes me worry more because every time i use plastic i'm like well this is just here forever now
0: right but i also think that um not more of like um i don't want to say a nihilist but more just like
1: oh it's, there, it's pointless there's, there's nothing you can nothing do Nothing you can do
0: but but work on yourself and work on your area and work on maybe your friends people you know because yeah. The big the big things are so incredibly, um, what do you call it, they're, they're so rigged.
1: It's, it's like so, going to a casino
0: yeah. and telling them like, we, you shouldn't, there you, you shouldn't be gambling here. It's bad. <laughs> it hurts people. And they're like, yeah, I know, it hurts, it hurts people, but we make a lot of money. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sweetheart, but, you know, the, I mean, to me now it's that,
1: that. Now that microplastics are in rain, it's kind of like, well, I'm just going to – yeah it's plastic over plastic it's like my, it's over it's over <laughs> i'm waiting to get
0: downloaded
1: i don't upload it sorry uploaded. i don't think it's like n- okay to, to sink into nihilism i think it's like yeah. we just need to focus on systemic solutions but we can liberate ourselves from the idea that like our individual choices are going to get us out of this because they aren't you know right yeah there's nothing we can do individually but there are things we can do collectively totally but yeah it is sort of like ugh, what am i what am i going to use a shampoo bar yeah what am I gonna use a, a bar of soap for shampoo? That's I, not gonna happen. Or
0: just just stop showering. Like uh like uh what's the um, <laughs> like the dude I lived with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing the least harm, but hurting the yeah. people around him the most.
1: I will say, like, uh one thing that was exciting for me to grow when I had my garden was I grew uh loofah.
0: Oh shit, you did that. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to try that.
1: Yeah, and th- there's a part of me where I'm like, well, maybe I don't need sponges ever again. But it's like I only grew one, but it is pretty, like, kind of like they just grow like that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool that you have that option. So what Dude, you're just...
0: saying is kind of cool how much God provides for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did go down like, um, do you know? Do you? follow Catherine van arendonk online she's a writer for so. vulture she's really smart okay. she's actually one of my favorite like she covers stand-up now and like she used to just do tv and well, like, i definitely
0: she's... don't follow her because that's like a thing where you know
1: oh, i don't, yeah, even, I don't like, even know about that don't want to engage with the press um not but she's, with
0: you know what i mean i don't want to like uh view stuff i want like to participate but to be
1: you don't like to see i'm like a I am a huge TV watcher, like I'm a huge TV fan, and every so often when I really hate something, I definitely need to find the critics that also don't like it to make myself feel good, Um, and like I agree with her about a lot of stuff, so I like reading her stuff, Um, but uh, she's also a gardener, and she was posting on Twitter the other day about how... Difficult it was for her looking up the companies that she buys the seeds from to try and find out their politics because like half of them are like yes we donate all of our profits to like the indigenous to Donald Trump inhabit- to the indigenous inhabitants of this land but then the other halves are like we're Matter. inviting these like m- you know anti-semitic militia guys to come and it made me want to like look up some of the like gardening people that I have followed and I just found out some very disturbing things but, oh like, yes yes yeah. Who? Well, okay, so Baker Creek Seeds, they're- I was, they're about, to, I was about to
0: bring up Baker Creek, because Baker Creek to me feels-
1: I, 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 They have to
0: be. They have to be, they're because the ones to they're be like, invited. yes, yeah. this makes so much sense, because they've got that sort of cultiness to them. Yeah. Almost, they almost feel like they're they're Mormon fundamentalists, but they're not.
1: Uh-huh. It makes
0: so much sense that you say they
1: that. They are like separatist, like, oh. yeah, But I gotta people. say, though, I kind of like- I'm in. But their seeds have much better germination rates yeah, than sh- any of the hippie ones. That that's not. But
0: that I'm in for that. But I'm also kind of like, well, push comes to shove. I think I would rather be with them. <laughs> like if it uh, came down I to see, it, no. That's where I would want to. If I had to take shelter when the sky is falling, nuclear fallout's on its way. I'm gonna shack up with the Baker Creek uh, right wingers and deal with no, some of the bullshit.
1: When the sky's falling, I'm just, like, peacing out. I'm, well, not, trying to sur- I'm not trying to survive survive and hang out with the Baker Creek people for the rest of my life. That sounds like shit.
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> in. <that>. I'm in. <laughs> I can't believe this is so funny. I haven't thought about this stuff. And, like, just the fact that you, because uh, I've well, known about them for probably 15 years. I've been getting their catalog.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, they Jared got Gettle. Some-
0: That's his name. Jared Gettle.
1: Jer Gettle, the, yeah, we should the have That's the main known. guy's name. We that's should have known. Name. I'm
0: pretty sure that's his name.
1: But then the other one that was hell of disappointing was: um, Do you ever watch like YouTube videos of Mi Gardner? Ooh, that sounds that familiar. From, that dude from Michigan. He's just this like cutie, like okay, I don't watch young any cuties. dude. He looks like 30, and he's like real aw shucks, and like Am very. I? M.I. gardener? Okay. All one word. I do not button.
0: know this guy, but okay. I'm, I'm seeing his face right now, and he feels like, yeah, this feels like a, a January 6th dude.
1: A hundred percent is okay. that's what I found out. Yeah. Is like, he, at, is like the one time he, I found some old forum posts that he made from like before he had Damn. his like company where he was truly like posting some like pro-Trump weird weird nonsense and like he posted some like anti like blm stuff after george floyd died God, that's
0: and, the like, worst and it's like yeah one thing to be pro but to be anti takes so much like don't you have don't you have stuff to do
1: yeah it's like are you but it's also it's just like it's such a commitment to not like stopping and thinking mm-hmm. to be like i'm not even gonna listen like to what they're what they're asking right. for, you know? To be like I'm so mad already and it's just like it's such a disappointment because he's he is just like such an shucks like sweetie pie gardener boy right. and then you're like, "Oh no, it's like he's preparing for the end of days kind of and it's like, "Oh, why did I watch all his videos?"
0: <laughs> what about James you know, Guy James Prigione, he's in New Jersey, he has a little teacup Yorkshire dog.
1: No, I don't know this guy oh, but I
0: think he's probably I, I wonder if he's probably apolitical. I have a sense he's just doesn't say anything about anything. But he's okay. he's a fucking yeah. phenomenal gardener. That guy's oh. incredible.
1: Okay. Man. I thought so I know that I think epic gardening, that guy from San Diego yeah. who uses those veggie beds, I think he's cool. Okay. I don't think he's like I think he was like pro Black Lives Matter when that was happening right. and not like, you know, and he's just like a cool, a cool dude. But um and then, like, there are other ones who it's, like, it's very obvious what their politics are by right. from what they, like, the way they post about stuff. But, like...
0: Seed Savers?
1: Seed Savers. Yeah, I think... I know that, like, True Love Seeds, which is, like, um, seed keeping, they're, like, a seed company that's extremely, like... That's who I learned about Horace Pippin from.
0: Okay.
1: They're very, like... They're, like, a interracial queer couple that like owns the company and it's a collective and it's like yeah i'm not worried about them like you know being at january 6th
0: but also i can really see an interracial interracial that's such a hard word to say interracial queer couple (coughs) also being anarchists anti-government anarchists
1: Right. I mean, that's the thing is I'm like, like, again, I'm like, I'm not, I can't say I know for sure they're vaccinated.
0: Uh (laughs) So we, uh, we got some guns. (laughs) We got some guns to kill the (laughs) Republican president.
1: (laughs) You're like, okay, Uh,
0: uh. (laughs) I guess this. (laughs) <laughs> it's truly just like the Wild West now in terms of that. It's, to me, I, I've just become so tired of it because it feels like so, so much of it doesn't really matter because all these people – I don't know. I, I, it's, it's exhausting. It, the whole thing is exhausting. Is exhausting. The yeah. idea that there's all this diametrical opposition, opposition all the time when people are so, so, so similar in their interests and think, pursuits And, and I stuff. do
1: think like most people are not – don't hold beliefs that I find so objectionable that I find them to be disqualifying. Right, yeah. Even if I don't agree with them. You know, it's like I think uh, the vast majority of people on this planet have come to, like, come to conclusions by virtue of their circumstances that are understandable to me if, you know, if oppositional. But then there's people where I'm just like – I'm probably not going to buy from the like anti-Semitic seed companies just because I'm Jewish. You know, I just feel like maybe I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Don't don't
0: buy from the anti-Semitic seed companies. Yeah. (laughs) God, that's a whole fucking crazy (laughs) shit. Uh, Sometimes I think that people just have, are still going crazy from uh, everything that happened during COVID. And we're still, even though it's for the most part, like it's like we're kind of over it. Like, essentially like this the big thing of it everyone is still dealing with the ramifications of what what happened then it's it's like um we
1: learned a lot more about ourselves than i think we wanted to know yeah it separated us from other people in a way that i think brought out the worst in a lot of us Mm -hmm. and yeah then there's just people who you just found out we're like, oh, you just fundamentally don't care about other people. Is what
0: yeah, I or I you. think a lot of times some people just lost their shit, and they—they <laughs> right, they yeah. like couldn't cope in a world where they didn't get to do things in a normal in their normal life, and because yeah. of that, they got like psychically injured, so they are susceptible to these these fringe ideas.
1: Right. I you're, think about there's myself. There's like a lot of people who you're like, oh, this is the first time you've had to sacrifice. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do feel like that about myself, too. But it's like I I had to sort of accept like, oh, no, I'm like, I haven't ever had to give this up this much up before. Mm-hmm. But I what mean. also you
0: work in Hollywood. So you're used to. That's a th- I realized that early on during the pandemic. I was like, oh, if you've worked in Hollywood for more than five years, you know what it feels like to have just shit taken away from you or have like random, no,
1: like have random, no control over. Yes. The no control your life. to be Completely so bored you want to die.
0: <laughs> like all these things that are just, Oh, this is just a standard uh, existence for anyone working in Hollywood whatsoever.
1: Right. Just to be like, yeah, I've never had any, any idea what the next year yes. of my life would bring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So that part of it, I think we were well prepared for. Yep. But I still
0: didn't like it though.
1: I still didn't like it. still no. uh, didn't like
0: it, didn't enjoy it <laughs> no.
1: And it's still going on. Baby. yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying <laughs> though.
0: I think it's still going on like it's the uh, the shadow of it or the um sort of the echo of it where the, the the initial thing was not physically traumatizing enough to be impactful. It wasn't like a bomb went off. It wasn't like we had like a day without sun. It was just sort of a it was like a cultural sort of thing that went off so it didn't impress yeah. upon our primitive systems enough to make it think like something happened so the right the thinking part of your brain the analytical part of your brain is like nothing happened everything's fine but some part of your brain the other part of your brain it's like what the fuck is going on here so like this there's, there's this clashing of of awareness of it and it's right. still like reverberating like an echo sort of changing and we're just now i kind I th- of like
1: to think about it like we're all sort of like machines and like when COVID happened and it was like, okay, all of a sudden you have to like not see other people, it was like, they took out some piece from inside the machine and you don't know what piece it mm-hmm. was like all of a sudden we're doing without this thing that is vital to us in a way that we don't totally understand and the machine's still working and you're like oh i'm fine i'm fine but something's breaking down in there yeah. because you're missing like a gear or like a spoke or so. i don't know I understand how machines work but it's like a <laughs> downstream
0: effect that you don't really know because the product's still coming out
1: Right. Yeah. You're like something Mm -hmm. is weird with I'm getting weird in a way that I could not have predicted because no one told me I'd ever have to go without X, Y or Z, you know, and I wasn't prepared for that. But yeah, it is like I actually kind of feel like in some ways I like I felt like the beginning of the pandemic was better for me than it is now, because now Uh I feel like everyone is playing by totally different rules about like. Like I feel like it's I'm more disconnected from other people now than I was at the beginning of the pandemic because absolutely of like the level of caution I'm choosing to live my life with is like out of step with so many people. And I don't want to like let that divide me from people, but it just does, you know, are you and so it's sort of like, yeah,
0: very uh, you still are very cautious about stuff.
1: I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still like the bar for me for like what I'll uh, take on risk for is like higher than I think it is for other people in part because I don't have kids. And so I don't have to go out and like expose myself in ways that people with kids do or like and I'm not like making my money as a touring comedian anymore. So that's also not something that I need to do. But um, also my um, my husband has some pre existing conditions that make it so that like he has gotten COVID and I think he's kind of has some long COVID effects that we don't totally understand. And I want to protect him, but also it's just sort of like, I feel like I am privileged enough that I don't have to. Anyway, point is (laughs) (laughs) I'm being a lot more careful than most people I know. And, um, it's super isolating, but I'm learning how to like take on that responsibility for myself of making sure I don't, like, I stay sane, and I continue mm-hmm. to engage with people, and, like, I have to seek my own community now, and I have to, like... Just a lot of stuff that was sort of happening naturally in my life, I've had to, like, become super mindful about, and it's sucks.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like there's something that would would change, that would change how you feel about that? Like, would would maybe... would. Would would your lifestyle change? What would have to change, I guess, for you? Well, I mean, one thing
1: is like I make a lot of decisions based on the transmission levels, right? Okay, that we know, you know, like I look at the like. I look at the testing response rates. I look at like the wastewater rates. sometimes. It's like when I know that we're in a surge, I don't do as much stuff, but when the levels are low, I'm like, oh yeah, here's what I'll do. And I made a point of like learning about all of the restaurants that have outdoor dining and um, doing stuff like that. And like, I joined a community garden. I'm like, I'm trying to sort of be flexible and fluid about it, but I think that like, In terms of like going back to normal Mm -hmm. something would have to happen in terms of like our treatment of the disease yeah the
0: ability to treat it you mean
1: yeah Yeah. i'm honestly way more worried about being a vector than getting it myself i think like i've been there have been times when both me and my husband have been exposed and like he's tested positive and i still have never tested positive me too
0: never tested positive that's awesome but also i am i'm a freak the yeah. fact I haven't is insane. I have been so incredibly exposed. Really? So many times. Yeah. Just like, man. And have you man. ever
1: had any like symptoms that felt like? No. Yeah.
0: I've been sick. I got really sick with like a respiratory thing for about a month in October. I was hacking and coughing. Just felt like shit. Tested oh. a bunch and I didn't have it.
1: It might I mean, have, have been t- RSV. My dad had something what it like was. that. I think that's yeah. probably
0: what it was. It sucked, but you know, I got over it in like less than it was fully done in about three and a half weeks but it was definitely like man i had to do yeah. a stand up show um about two half weeks after i had it a whole weekend of shows it was the first time i ever brought hot tea on stage with me because i had to have oh, it wow. just to get yeah. through Because going to talk yeah because yeah. my voice was just i can't my voice is kind of it's sort of weak but i also do lots of stuff with my voice so i have to have it be able to be yeah. maneuverable but i couldn't believe like, how difficult that was and that wasn't that wasn't covid though but i don't know but, yeah who knows i feel like a i'm, I'm like a freak and they should study my blood <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i haven't got it i should have got it by now i really should have
1: someone should study johnny's blood yeah there's Just so much like us. why is he so cool there's a bunch of us out there <laughs> yeah
0: there's a bunch of us never had's, and i've been I out know. there i've been exposed
1: and I'm like, yeah, I've gotten kind of sick, but I've never tested positive. It makes me think maybe I had it and I had just like such a low viral load that I was not like
0: Or you might just shitty. be immune. Some or people are. Or I might are.
1: be immune. Like, yeah, some I mean, the vaccines don't work equally on everybody, but Yeah. Um, but you know, and I also I just take every I get vaccinated once a week for every disease. <gasps> so, that's probably helping. That's definitely
0: the way forward. It's perfect yeah (laughs) yeah i i I swallow a bunch of baker creek seeds every morning
1: (laughs) well that's the other thing too like when i growing up like my my parents don't i don't think my parents gave me every vaccine i don't think they were like staunch anti-vax people but they Mm -hmm. were a little bit spooked by their by their hippie friends and we do not have the records of what i was vaccinated for and we don't think it was everything so as an adult i went and got all my vaccines oh you did like I just went and did all of them at once because I was like, we do not have my medical records. I'm going to just guess no on a lot of them. So let's just do it. Because it was like we That's were going funny. to Thailand and I had to get a bunch of like vaccines for that anyway. And I was like, "While well, I'm here. Can we do MMR?
0: <laughs> oh, right. Because you don't know if you had it or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it's like and it doesn't hurt to get it again. So mm-hmm. I it, it was like a weird thing of like realizing like, oh, yeah, my parents they didn't have the Internet, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that like a Well lot if they of... did
0: You probably would have No vaccine <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well you know What's interesting Is I think like After COVID uh-huh. For them That became a divide Between them And some of their Old hippie friends I'm sure it
0: has to be Big time Because th-
1: my parents Were like Hell yeah We're getting The fucking COVID vaccine mm-hmm. And then some of Their other friends Were like Oh we hate The government As a whole And like We are now like yeah. they, it Made them turn harder Into like The like The pseudoscience of it. So
0: it's really the probably the worst outcome. I think is just how divisive it's uh, made people who should not should not be. They should be getting along. There's no reason for not to get along. Yeah, it's it's, it it's definitely
1: we're getting more and more polarized in a way that yeah. sucks. That's why I, I don't
0: care about plastic because it's like you know yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> just, that's just one
0: thing, one little thing.
1: Maybe what we should do is we should just like chalk up all these differences to like how much plastic in us is in all of our. There we brains.
0: go. We can all agree on that. We can all, all agree on taking down the plastic overlords. I think. I
1: think from now on, whenever I apologize for anything, I'm just gonna be like, sorry, there's plastic <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my
0: brain is my brain is literally plastic. Which yeah. is what when I ask you about this because I keep remembering it and the we are talk, talking about something oh but yeah. you you're into sports no i'm not into sports okay, at all. okay because i saw that you're doing developing yes a sports thing
1: i'm i'm developing a, a show with megan gailey right. who's a huge very big huge sports, sports fan, fan. Right. yeah and um it's kind of like really fun writing about something that i have no emotional investment okay. in in a way because it's like I like she and I bring really different things to the project of like she knows everything she cares a lot about it and for me I'm like I'm here to make sure that this story works even if you don't care about the sports Mm -hmm. like but also when there's something in the sports world that does interest me then I know that it's truly interesting right because it's like it's even getting me excited about it and so it's been like it's been fun it does make me like I've gotten a little bit more interested in certain sports stories as a result of working on this with her but really it was like I wanted to do something like I had I just had this idea of like there should be a show where Megan plays a sports anchor like that's yeah, be great kind of where it came from and I okay. was like and then I was just like May, I have this you know I'm like I'm in an overall deal so I was like I'm supposed to be thinking of TV ideas and I was like Megan let's do this you know and so we, she, she and I started working together on it and you know that's sort of it came out of her real experiences and there's a lot of like a lot of parallels between like the comedy world and the sports world just in terms oh, of yeah how, for sure how women are treated in it and so there's oh. like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of similar experiences of like what you have to do to be taken seriously and also like the it's it's just i don't know i, I don't understand i get though.
0: yeah i just got into i got into football because oh, of covid because i wanted something just to watch it had nothing to do with anything yeah, and I, so I'm like a new fan, so it's weird for me because I I'm learning every every week I learn new stuff, and it's it, I just find it so fascinating. But also, anytime people talk about stuff from before 2020, yeah. I, <laughs> no, don't,
1: I, I don't knows. know who the
0: fuck you're talking about. I have nothing, <laughs> no idea. I know about indie music and uh, and uh, R right. and B and R and B singles from the 70s. But I don't know anything about any older.
1: You, you know what? Sports I stuff. Got- I got really into that. Feels kind of sportsy. That I'm like, I'm following it like sports. Is I started getting really into Jeopardy. Okay. We watch it every day. I listen to the official Inside <gasps> Jeopardy podcast. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm into thinking about like the strategy. Have you been and on the, it? Like, oh no, I have not been on it. I bet you could be on it, right? Oh, I don't think so. There's Why? some. there I have got big, big gaps in my knowledge. Well, you
0: just gotta fill them in. <sighs>
1: I'm never gonna read Shakespeare. I'm just not gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. And every game, there's like a there's bunch a Shakespeare of Shakespeare thing. There's sh- there. Okay, every game, there's at least one category where I'm like, I'm fucked. It's like it's Shakespeare. It is a uh, periodic table of the elements. Any sort of NASA questions, I don't know anything about. See, I got um, the I
0: got the I got the elements thing. I got some NASA stuff.
1: Okay, you you're good. I mean, here's the thing that we talk about all the time is like. I could go on Celebrity Jeopardy and just smoke the hell out of those fools. But here's what I'll say, though. Celebrity Jeopardy is for children.
0: I think that you... Okay, you got some gaps in your knowledge, but you're our professional comedian, Uh and I think a huge part of Jeopardy... Is having the wherewithal to be calm in a, what is essentially a performance situation. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people will go on there. They have the knowledge. They have everything. But when you get up there in front of the bright lights and you got the buzzer, you don't know how to restrain yourself.
1: That pressure would not get to me at all. There you go. Yeah. I would so be th- like – that's an advantage. I would be on it. You but can make up I for your gaps. Think, yeah. But it is easier to watch it and know the answers than it is to, like, buzz in on time and think of it in that situation. But I did go to a taping recently, and it was hella fun.
0: Who hosted? Uh, Ken Jennings. He's the new permanent host?
1: Him and Mayim Bialik are, like, splitting duties, but Mm -hmm. she's on a sitcom, so it's like, he does it most of the time. But they shoot, like, five episodes in a day, so it's like, they film it, like, they'll do, like, a week, and then in that week, they'll record like a month worth of shows
0: I wonder when Aaron Rodgers is gonna come back you think? I don't
1: think he's coming back (laughs) they've decided that Ken and Mayim are the permanent hosts but but yeah there have been really exciting super champs on this past season and the season before and so it's been very like it has been fun to follow and to compare and it does make me feel more like a sports fan than I ever Mm -hmm. have in my life
0: the sport of Jeopardy
1: yes it is a sport it's cool yeah I recommend getting back into Jeopardy if you've ever watched it before. It's like, it's fun.
0: It is great. Anytime I watch it, I'm always just I'm fucking loving it. Because <laughs> when I get yeah. a right answer, I'm like, fuck yeah, I fucking know that. You motherfuckers didn't know that shit. I did. Yeah. We
1: have a we have a ritual in my house when we watch Jeopardy is me and my husband, which is if either of us get an answer that none of the contestants get, the, we have to celebrate each other, so I like clapped for him if he gets okay. it, and none of the other contestants get it. That's the only situation when we get to glow.
0: I was you gotta you gotta ratchet that up. You have to, <laughs> like smoke a blunt if you.
1: <laughs> or you have to you have to shotgun
0: yeah. a shotgun a fucking Miller Lite or something.
1: <laughs> it was weird. It was weird going to a taping and not being able to shout anything out. Oh
0: my god, that would be impossible.
1: Yeah, I'm just, and we were sitting next to. Um, Uh, the sibling of someone who was competing, which was really fucking exciting because they were freaking the fuck out because they were just like so nervous for their sibling and like, just like, it got to the point where I was like, do you need to squeeze my hand? And they were like, no, it's okay, I have my rubber bands. Like oh, wow. they were just like so it's so intense. And then whenever yeah. like their sibling got like a, a question right or they missed something that they thought they knew, like it was like, but then their sibling won and it was so fun sitting next to someone who had like stakes in it. It's amazing. It was awesome. And I cannot fucking wait for those episodes to air. They're not gonna air until February eighth and 9th and we saw them like a month ago. And so I'm like, I've just been waiting to see like how long their streak goes on. I'm being vague about their identity Ooh. because i can't reveal
0: right you've been bound to secrecy because of the uh, uh you, right you sign something
1: <laughs> i didn't actually sign anything you don't if i thought you had to sign something and be like well we were guests of ken oh so we got to just like bypass okay. a bunch of stuff I get, so. I get it yeah
0: emily what should people uh check out of yours of your stuff
1: well i think i made it very clear that i'd rather people start watching jeopardy so yes. i have more people to talk about it with. watch uh, jeopardy <laughs> But um, I have a stand-up special on YouTube that you can That's watch right. for free whenever. It's called Ice Thickeners. It's many years old, but I haven't done stand-up in a long time, so it's probably the newest thing. But I have Hell, a podcast, yeah. a podcast called Baby Geniuses that I co-host with Lisa Hannawal, mm-hmm. who's an amazing artist. She right. Created created the show Tuca and Bertie. Um, she was the production designer on BoJack Horseman. Um, Hell she's yeah! Really, really fucking funny. Um, and I guess you can watch Barry. I worked on oh Barry. right yes yeah. oh my
0: god show is the best
1: it's really Such good, a good show, show. it's Outstanding. um does not i would say not a good like uh reflection of like my comedy stylings it's a show about a murderer and it's really fucking dark and uh every so often someone says something silly on it and i'm like i yeah. wrote that <laughs> nice but uh but yeah, I worked on the first three seasons of that. I guess they're do- they're doing a fourth season that I did not work on. But um, those seasons I worked on are all out. Yeah. Stop watching after I didn't work on it. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: after the third season, everything goes down. <laughs> Thanks for being There's, here, Emily.
1: Thank you so much. Thank for you having so much. Me. It was great to see you. Bye. Bye.